0: Welcome to the Joyful Health Show. I'm Aubrey, registered
1: dietitian. And I'm Casey, personal trainer. And together, we are here to help you discover joyful health by grace.
0: Hi, Joyful Health friends, and welcome to this week's episode of the Joyful Health Show. This week, Casey and I are continuing our conversation on body image and we want to narrow in on how do we start trusting our body cues again or maybe for the first time over external programs like diets um, or different fitness regimens or information and why does that even matter for body image work? Mm. Um, So first let's just answer that question. Casey, can you just address why are we Um, Why do we emphasize trusting our body cues for Mm -hmm. eating and exercise um, when it comes to improving our body image?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I was thinking about this the other day of how there's so many, there's a lot of relationship advice out there, um, relationship with your spouse or with your coworkers or with your roommates or with your friends. Um, But body image is truly the study and the um, the work on improving the relationship with yourself, this body that you live in. And you, we really cannot get away from our bodies. Like if we can make peace with, um, who we are and where we are and how God has made us and to be able to fully enjoy him and this space and be able to give thanks for this gift of our body, then we can really, uh, I think we can truly find some, some peace and we can really be opened up to, um, all that God has for us. And I think even like being able to be alone and, and quiet is a really hard thing for, for a lot of us and myself included of being able to notice like, oh, I, I, I think I need to busy myself by turning on a podcast or, or listening to some music or, or doing something or moving, you know, and just, just staying busy. But it's really like, can I just, can I just be for a little bit? And, and I think that, um, that really just improving our relationship with ourself and being able to take a deep breath and exhale and be able to listen to like, how is my body feeling right now? What do I actually need? How are my emotions tied in and how is my spirituality integrated and centered um in, you know, how does this like working relationship with my body like speak to the rest of who I am and, and my life and, and with other people as well. So I think this is just so important to talk about and and diets really can skew that view and uh, make us feel like we like turn on our on ourselves and make war with ourselves and and we'll talk about this a little bit later too, or possibly, but like, you know, Paul always like, he talks about how we make war with ourselves spiritually and how the law and the gospel are at war with one another. But when we can rest in Christ, then he can fulfill that within us. So, um, so really that's what we want to do here at Joyful Health is be able to get rooted in grace and so that, um, so that he can live in us and through us including our bodies. Um, so Aubrey, do you like, <laughs> do you have any, any other maybe personal stories that you could share with how uh, maybe you didn't trust your body or, or were you ever at a point where you felt like you were making war with your body and fighting with your body? And then um, how did you get to the other side of that?
0: Sure, yeah. And I, I think um, it's important to point out when we talk about how body image work is really working on this relationship with ourselves and with this body that we've been given mm-hmm. that when we, when we have that peace, right? Like the inner peace of just being able to be ourselves mm-hmm. and be in our bodies, then that's when it can flow outward. Um, yeah. And that's when that peace can become um, contagious for those mm-hmm. who are around us. And, and that's kind of the picture of the gospel, right? Like, Jesus is this living fountain pouring out of us. And so if we're constantly right at war with ourselves, um, I feel like we're shutting the fountain off in in a, in a, like, in a picture, to give a word picture, it's like, we're kind of like sealing it off. We're sealing ourselves up. We're isolating ourselves. um, And we're focusing so much on our appearance or maybe how we can control the flow of the fountain Mm -hmm. (laughs) instead of just, like being at peace and letting it happen. Um, And, you know, when it comes to trusting external cues, I definitely have my fair share of stories of, you know, just going to, um, I love, I love, I love data. I really was a nerd. I loved like looking at um, calories in and calories out. And I loved um, looking at, you know, what my heart rate would be I was a exercise physiology um that was my focus in dietet in my dietetics grad school mm-hmm. and so that can get super sciency and super like where we're just looking at all of these ex this external information but so much so that like I never even thought to trust my body or to like ask myself like how do I feel today? Like, should Mm. I move today? Is my body feeling like it needs to move? Or am I hungry? Like, I just trusted. um, I trusted what other people were telling me. And um, what I was finding in my classes, what I was finding, you know, what the research article said, far more. And what would happen is, what, what that leads to is you thinking you're doing all the right things and um, then getting burnt out and mm-hmm. not feeling great in your body. So whether that's just feeling like sick and burnt out or also feeling like I did all these things, but I, it wasn't enough. Like I'm just never enough. And then you can kind of go into a shame spiral um, because again, you're putting your peace and your trust in the external markers, the external programs that you're doing and then also like what's the fruit of that am I getting Mm -hmm. the external reward that I thought I would get which would be you know a perfect body a faster running time um you know a certain weight etc so I think by discovering intuitive eating for the first time and just realizing that I could trust my body um and that I it just, it opened my eyes to how trustworthy God was. And I know a lot of people will have the opposite experience. Like, Hey, I know God is trustworthy. And so now I'm going to try trusting the body that he designed. Um, Mm -hmm. but for me, it, it actually helped me just be more in awe of God's goodness and his, um, perfect plan and how he's (laughs) smarter than us even when we um do all this research and get a master's in x y or z um he's still smarter because he still designed us and he still knows every single thing about us so that's just the tip of the iceberg but i'm kind of interested casey on i feel like you might have come to body trust from the opposite way of like i trust god now maybe i can trust my body a little bit
1: um, you know, I I think that I was very similar because I also f- usually trust—okay, so I guess the, the way that I became a Christian um, was, I feel like, very rational in my mind. <laughs> um, it was at a fourth grade church camp, and they put on this whiteboard a visual of um, a cliff on one side and a cliff on the other side, and it was like— it was essentially like all fall short, um, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And I felt that in my little (laughs) fourth grade spirit of like, I cannot be enough. I want, I tried so hard to like, to be, to be a good daughter, to be the perfect student. And I would cry at the drop of a hat if I did anything wrong. Like one of my first memories was bringing crayons to my kindergarten teacher. And she told me, Oh, those are not the right crayons that I told you to bring. And Just, I just lost it. (laughs) And so just like this need to um, please and to be okay based on what I did was like so, so deeply ingrained. And I just like knew that I couldn't, like I just couldn't live up to it. And then, um, so the answer that they put on the board was like, okay, you can't get to this other side. You can't get across this chasm. It's too wide. It's too far. And I think the Bible talks about that, too. Um, And but the other side is the kingdom of heaven and how those two are bridged is the cross. And they lay this cross as a bridge. And I think, too, that cross is the bridge for us to be able to (laughs) to make peace um, with God in our bodies and and the verse that comes to mind there is Ephesians 2.14, for he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh. And I think, you know, as Christians too, we can get that mixed up of, of the flesh being um, sin, but really a lot of times the Bible just talks about the flesh um, being our body. So we really have to pay attention to make sure we, knew, we know which um, definition the Bible is using and has broken down in his flesh. So this is Jesus's body. Um, he has broken down the dividing wall of hostility um, by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of two, so making peace um, and reconciling us both to God in one body through the cross. And so, um, and so, those like laws and ordinances really, I, I started still like, and I'm I can probably point to um, a few times that were like my breakdowns and breakthroughs at the same time. Um, and one being like uh, my abdominal separation after having my first child and after, you know, so many programs telling me, oh, well, you're just not doing the right thing to heal your diastasis recti and you should be doing this program. And so it's like, I bought that program and still my abs did not come back together. And they're like, well, you're just, you're eating these things that are making you bloated and, and you're not doing the right physical therapy exercises in the right way. And so like, I went to a physical therapist and did a year of that. And, and that for me was so discouraging. And it was like, Ugh. I feel like I'm trying and doing all the right things. And even my physical therapist was at a loss. And she's like, I, you know, you're doing the right things. I just, I don't know why. I don't know why, but your body's just not coming back together. Um, and so that was like, okay. Um, and I eventually, like after uh, six years, I did get surgery for that. And that was, I also had to make peace with that because it felt like a vain thing. And we can talk about this now. We're, we're in another episode as well. Um, but I, I had to make peace with like, okay, this, and the Lord like had to convince me like, this is not devaluing me in his eyes. Like he's looking at my heart. And so I know that verse feels cliche at times, but that made it very real to me. Um, and just like really comforted me. Um, and so it was like, well, I can't always, and I, th- and I think we want to speak to, um, not just like. How do diets and external programs like cause us to mistrust our bodies where like for me, it was like I did these things to try and heal my body, and it wasn't working, and a lot of us um get bombarded with weight loss marketing, and so we try to we try to lose weight or lose inches so that we can feel lighter and better, and all these things that these um, that these programs promise and guarantee, but when, when we potentially, you know, it's usually a short term, like weight loss thing and then gaining it back, um, with, you know, it's usually up within a period of two years. And then you feel like, ah, oh, my body didn't do the thing. And now I'm mad at my body and I don't trust my body. Even when I feel like I'm working and I'm, or, or I'm eating all the healthy things and I'm exercising and I'm still getting sick. Like, what is going on, you know, like I I shouldn't be getting diseases. And uh, part of that is just like sin, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I, I didn't expect to to go down that route. Um, but yeah, I think then that's just like my personal experience and just having to realize like, okay, God really is for us. And I can't always, like, I can do the things that I think are right for my body in this way. Um, but ultimately, God is the one who really loves me and cares for me. And uh, He's not out to get my money <laughs> for this program. Like, uh, He is looking at my heart and wants me to enjoy Him. And if I'm focusing so much on being mad at my body, that I'm not able to enjoy Him. Um, so there's my story.
0: <laughs> yes, I mean, and you pointed out a lot of... Um, reasons why most of us fall out of trust with our body you know some of us maybe never had a really great trusting relationship with our body um whether you know that's words spoken to us over childhood or or in childhood or trauma that we've experienced but many of us did start out trusting our bodies um Mm -hmm. as a kid and growing up uh different things cause us to stop trusting our body like you mentioned getting um getting sick or having a health challenge um can make us feel like it's something we did wrong or it's just our body's not working or it's not trustworthy or it's always going to be this way you know those like statements that we speak that can be so harmful over our bodies or mm. um it's the weight loss marketing and um us thinking our bodies need to be something that mm-hmm. never were but they were never designed to be um and that actually aren't in our best interests yeah um it's It's those kind of experiences that maybe cause us to lose trust in our body um and then turn to outside external rules. and it's yeah it's similar i I always compare um the gospel because it's similar to like are we trusting in the law? Mm-hmm. are we following um are we trusting in the grace of Jesus? Are we trusting that he is enough for us and are we just following his? gentle leading Mm -hmm. um and that's the same with like listening to those internal body cues versus the external cues right because like what you're talking about sharing your story with your abdominal separation it's like there's a million things screaming at us and it's even more prevalent now that we have our phones and we're tied to social media and our phones know what we're looking at so they just send us more and more and more of whatever it is we're googling right and then it's like Wow, I've got fifty different experts trying to tell me how to fix this problem that I have. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, like I haven't put my phone down to pray about it, or I haven't done the one thing that I felt like God was just gently leading me to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not to be like shaming or condemning. That's like my real life experience, yeah. right? Like I want the answer to be out there and to be um, really specific and detailed and um, when really a lot of times the answer is in trusting the Lord, resting in him, it might be in taking a small step that he's um, guiding us towards it. You know, it might be a practical thing like feeding ourselves more regular or whatever it is, you know, taking a certain supplement, getting a certain medical thing done. Um, But I think the difference being that um, that's done from a sense of trust that if God's leading me to it, that's what I need to do. And also, He is enough. And mm-hmm. you know, we're t- we're tempted to be like, "Well, I need to do all the things because this is in my hands, and I am in control of my destiny here." And that is not true. Yeah. Um, and that's like that's what I think we're trying to get away from is realizing like hey, you don't need to hold that weight. Like that is a heavy burden yes. to think that you are wholly in charge of. Your destiny, your health, the things that happen to you or happen to your family. But the reality is, the world that we live in, with like the prevalence of information um, out there and how connected we are to everything that's going on, we feel that like we mm-hmm. we truly are told like you can fix anything and you can control anything with the right um, behaviors, with the right diet, with the right you know parenting program, with the right routine. Um, and so it's just important to recognize that in everything that we do. And of mm-hmm. course, at Joyful Health, we emphasize like in our health practices, like, are we trusting these external cues? Or are we coming back to a place of um, are already are already paid for righteousness are already paid for provision um, mm-hmm. are already paid for um, just acceptance in Christ. And then just asking him, asking him as a loving father that he is like, what does he want us to do? Um, mm-hmm. so yeah. And then, you know, we could go on about that. I think, I think we want to make sure that in this episode, we give you guys some examples of what are those external cues when it comes to our health? Um, you know, especially how we eat and move. Um, and what are maybe some of the internal cues um that our body sends? So how we can kind of just contrasting what those things are. Mm-hmm. So Casey, would you speak to just let's speak to movement first? Like what are the external cues that we always that we tend to trust in our culture?
1: Ooh, movement rings. <laughs> Anytime I enter a fitness class, the I see everyone turning on their watches and they're like, if for some reason their watch malfunction or they forgot to turn it on by the end of the workout. They're like, ah, it didn't count. <laughs> um, and so I know that's, it can, it can be a fun thing, but if, if that's the thing that you're trusting in order to count your movement for the day, then let's take a step back. Um, there's so much power in, in your body's wisdom. Our body has so much wisdom, keeps us alive. And I think we just really overlook that. Um, and I think uh, one of one of the events that really opened my eyes to that is is that experience when my abdominal walls were separated and my physical therapist was telling me to relax. And I physically didn't know how to relax. I couldn't, like my muscle tone was so high and my body was so tight and it was like, And if, if I can't relax and I can't generate power within my muscles. And so like, I thought all along that I was doing the right thing and I was, I was strong because I could do this many burpees or hold a plank for this many minutes. And that was my measure of strength and movement. Or I didn't, I wasn't really like that big on burning calories, but I did like look at my watch just to see where I was. And then, you know, and then people would do competitions with it. And it was like, ah. I don't know. That that didn't really suck me in. It was more of like I had measurements of I want to be able to do this many push-ups and I always want to be able to do a pull up or or certain things like that. Um whereas I know calorie counts is a is a big thing with movement or or how many miles you can run. Um and so and some of that is tied to physical fitness tests from elementary school. And so <laughs> it's like actually I'm not sure if they still do those. School-wide, across the board, those presidential fitness tests where you had the sit and reach box test with your stretching, and then you had to hold on to a bar um, for your arm strength and all that. And and certainly, I'll do that with um, with my personal training clients just to see where their body is. But it is never to gauge. Um, I'm never judging them on that. It's more of just let's let's just see where your body is right now. And let's just see where your strength is. It's not just strength and, um, and cardiovascular fitness though. It's also body awareness. So like if I tell you, um, to do a squat and then I throw a different, um, something in there, like you have to stand on an unstable surface, like can your body adjust? Like how, um, how aware are you inside of your body and how can you adjust to those, um, different stimuli, um, and then also skill of having the, these like movement patterns um, that can re- really relate to certain parts of our day. And those are the things that we really overlook a lot is, um, is just that body awareness and, and skill to be able to, that's related to our daily activities. Um, so, and I feel like I could talk a lot about this, but um, but some of the things I think that we most look at are, you know, how many pounds we can lift, how many pounds we've lost, how many calories we've burned um, instead of it being, oh, actually I can, um, sorry, I'll, I'll let you answer the the eating part of that. Like what are the most typical cues that we look for? And then we can kind of dig a little deeper in what are some more meaningful cues that we can start paying attention to. So what are some of the eating um, cues that we usually pay attention to?
0: Sure, and um, I'm just gonna add for myself from the exercise portion. Also, be like, how many workouts did I get in this week, mm-hmm. or how many minutes did I like? In which I know you said like how many miles did I run, like how many minutes did I work out? Mm-hmm. Um, those can also be in there, and and you know, uh, like a checkbox. <laughs> and yes. the the whole fitness watch thing is ridiculous because it's so true. I've so been there where it's like, ah. Uh, I didn't track that workout, even though I did it and my body got the benefit and I uh-huh. felt good. didn't track it so it doesn't count. Like how ridiculous is that, right? But um, <laughs> that's, that's, and so it's like, you didn't get, we missed out on the satisfaction of actually moving mm. our bodies because of an external rule that we placed mm-hmm. on ourselves about it. So with food, um, it's very similar. It's about, um, some, for some of us, it's about how many calories did I eat? Um, it's about how many grams of looking at, like obsessively at grams of protein, fat, carbs, um, that we had, um, some other external guidelines that we have is we can only eat at these certain times. Um, and then after seven o'clock, it's magical. I can't eat after that or else, you Mm. know, whatever the the boogeyman is going to come get me. it's just, and I know it's not to belittle that, like sometimes we have to make fun of ourselves, but that's, you know. um, these things that we build up and we truly feel, um, Mm. or just another one would be, I just very, very rigid, clean and unclean food lists. So I am a hundred percent advocate of, um, gentle nutrition, nourishing our bodies most of the time with foods that we, um, peel are rich in nutrients and make us feel good. But when it becomes, um, just like so obsessive to where like, oh, we went out to eat once a week and we like, everything's derailed. You know, it's like this shame spiral. That's when it becomes mm-hmm. um, a problem in our lives. And and when we can't enjoy a meal with a friend or we can't enjoy something that someone cooked for us because we're scared that it has X, Y, or Z food in it. Um, mm-hmm. those, those are the external rules um, that... I see a lot with uh, food and also even like even weight can, can come in with movement or food. But like, oh, we weighed ourselves this morning and it wasn't where we want it to be. So now we're not going to allow ourselves to eat. That's another common thing we see. Mm. Um, so these are all these are all sneaky things. And I think it's good to explicitly list them. So when you're examining any sort of new way of eating or moving your body you're like well is this thing asking me to be hyper focused on any of these external cues mm-hmm. um or is it giving me gentle guidelines mm-hmm. there's there's a difference it may seem like just a incredibly nuanced like topic but there is definitely a difference between gentle guidance and rigid external rules um, and so those are, those are some, but yeah, let us know. Cause <laughs> and I, and I am going to ask you this, and this is like, we didn't talk about this before, but can you also, when you give like um, internal or body cues for whether to move or whether to not move, can you first just talk a little bit about, um, I guess some of those sticking points of like, okay, if you're just starting a movement habit mm-hmm. and you have a goal to do I'm going to walk for X minutes, um, most
1: days, (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. like just to get in this, get in this habit. Can you talk about how that can be healthy and also how it can be not healthy? (laughs) Like, can you just talk about, can it ever be healthy, Mm -hmm. um, to, to have a goal like that? Um,
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think, and we, Talked about this too in the episode about this is the main gospel question to ask yourself when you're starting a new health discipline is does it produce the peaceful harvest of righteousness, um, you know, and and because like the whole intuitive eating intuitive movement thing is so freeing because a lot of it's just like hey let's try this out and let's see how it goes and does it make me feel better does it make me feel more peaceful does it um, connect me with God do I Um, do I feel more right with him by doing this or not doing this or not, you know, and be able to ask yourself those questions from a place of curiosity rather than condemnation of if I do this or not, then I'm, you know, better or worse is really helpful, um, to get in that mindset before starting a new health habit. And And so a lot of times, you know, and it really depends on the person and which is why I love to kind of dig into some deeper motivators of what is meaningful for a person what do they assign value to in their life and to be able to go from there. And, um, and we have a whole worksheet on this too, with our, um, movement habits and our resources. Um, but kind of like if I am a person who really does like structure and I like planning and that is a huge Part um, of what makes me tick, and because I like I like order, um, and so there's there's a lot of different personality tests. But if you're a person who likes um, who likes to be ordered and you love planning, then putting a time slot of exercise might be really life giving for you. And it's like, okay, I'm gonna um, during this like 20 minutes, I'm gonna go out and walk, um, and then you can connect that cue you can start connecting that internal cue with, um, how does walking make me feel? And if it makes me feel, um, energized, then maybe I will put that time slot in a part of my day when I'm just kind of feeling like in a slump or I've been working on my computer all day and I know that I will need to get outside and get, get re-energized. And so you, and that way you're connecting it to who you are and what you need for that day. So movement is now supporting, um, your body, you're able to partner with God in taking care of the world, starting with your own body. Um so that's that's how what I would say on that,
0: yeah, a hundred percent. that's I think that's good. Just examining while we're like discouraging trusting in external cues, it doesn't mean that we can't like, use them. look at, yeah, use the external cues, right? It just means we're not that's not our soul hope or our value or like just what we're putting our everything into. So
1: yeah, and especially because I just had to pull away from the morning time slot for me with working out because it was make I just wasn't getting enough sleep. And so if we are like making that workout time slot an idle, which I think I was because it was making me more tired and I wasn't willing to give it up because I didn't think that I, there would be another time in the day, but I had to really step back and be able to say, "Okay, I really can't keep doing this anymore, and I need to trust that God will provide." Um, and He really has, so I've been able to shift shift that time slot <laughs> as well. Um, so, and and that can also just tie into how do we start paying attention to some of these cues and and for movement, it would be to start paying attention to what is meaningful to you. Um, and then how can, what do you need as far as like mood, um, energy levels, um, as your body stiff or sore, um, and how can you choose movement that, that supports and, and bridges, um, what you need and how you want to feel with that. So, um, what are some of those like more internal cues that you can start looking out for with eating? And, and also like moving towards body trust too, of like, okay, when I do this for my body, I can feel that I'm better. And so I'm starting to trust that habit and trust, um, my body's response to it. And then, and then that allows you to move into that more and improve that relationship.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I think a big one that, um, you listed movement is just like that sense of energy. Um, Mm -hmm. Do I have a sense of consistent energy that is not dependent upon caffeine intake throughout Mm -hmm. the day? Um, Do do I have and and steady also like, like, is it a big peaks and valleys in my energy level or do I feel like I have steady energy? Um, Is my mental focus there again, not with a ton of caffeine intake, but like just with what I'm eating? Um, That's a big reflection of um, whether we're eating sufficiently or adequately or whether whether we need to make some changes. Another one is um, mood and are we sleeping well and are we um, using the bathroom regularly? Mm. Um, You know, are we having like one, at least one bowel movement a day? That's the goal. Those can be uh, really big
1: picture items of like, okay, something might be amiss. And stress levels too, which we haven't talked about, but that relates to both movement and eating.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Because, you know, stress, we, I think we often think of stress as like, oh, it's just coming from these external like factors, circumstances in my life that are stressful. But we are always going to have those stressful situations. Yes, there's going to be seasons where there's more of them, um, more trials <laughs> than others. But our ability to cope with that stress, um, is largely dependent on, um, or at least partly dependent on how we are caring for our bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, so, are we are we depleted in any way? Um, you know, we'll see this with hormonal health all the time. Is you know we often have, especially as women, hormonal um, irregularities, and what happens is when our body is. <laughs> not getting enough food or getting too much exercise we're producing a ton of cortisol and that diverts from our proper hormone production. Um so there's just there's a lot there I think then when we look into just like a daily decision of what am I going to eat? And when am I going to eat? Of course, we have hunger cues and fullness cues. Um, Hunger cues can be like, I'm just thinking about food. Um, I'm feeling it in my stomach. I'm starting to, my energy starting to dip. I'm starting to um, just get um, stomach growling or, you know, salivating. It can be different for everyone. Mm -hmm. Those aren't the first things I look at. I, I look at, um, or I want to help people become aware of those big, those big things. Am I having issues in this area of uh, of sleep, of energy? And then we kind of have to just, just sort of go into how do we um, make this shift? How do we start trusting our body cues? A lot of times we do have to have some guardrails and we talk about this in other episodes up. Mm-hmm. Um, when we first start, we, we can't always start out necessarily like, Oh, I'm just going to listen to my hunger and I'm going to eat when I'm hungry and stop when I'm full. Um, there's a lot of reasons why we might have be recovering from an eating disorder. We might be so high stress that cortisol is blocking our hunger signals mm-hmm. or our hunger and our fullness signals. Um, we might have be recovering from a sickness that has affected those things. So a lot of times we'll start people off with just some some basic guidelines, like I'm just going to nourish myself regularly throughout the day, whether I'm hungry or not. But how can I still make a step to um, start to build that body trust? Start to listen to my body, even if it's not fully able to um, give me those cues yet. And I think a really simple one with food is to be like, okay, I'm like, let's say you're having to follow a meal plan. Um, in recovery from an eating disorder, but you know, you have to have this many, like this much food from this food group, this much food from that food group. And that's a part of your meal plan. Um, you can still ask yourself like, Oh, what sounds good to me right now? Mm. Um, what is my body craving like within this food group? Like, well, you know, I have a dairy, I have to have a dairy here. What can mm-hmm. I, um, what sounds good. And that's just a very, very basic beginning level of considering the way that, um, God's wired your body and the cues that he's given you and starting to honor those. Um, and then as you honor them more and more often, what I see is, um, our bodies trusting us more. <laughs> so sending those cues more regularly, and then also us growing to, um, trust our body more. It's just like a relationship between a parent and a child, like a newborn, like they trust us when we respond to their needs. Um, it's mm-hmm. like every time an adult comes and changes their diaper or feeds them in response to their cry, um, that builds that trusting relationship. And there's a whole attachment theory <laughs> based on it, but at a basic level, that's very true. Right. Um, yeah. And that's kind of how we start to to build that trust um, from, yeah. from a physical level with our body. So I want to also talk about, and I want Casey, I want you to talk about this. So, you've got some great verses in here um, written down. But, how do we, um, you know, if we're at a place where like we really don't trust our bodies, um, or maybe taking some of those steps, how can we um, lean into trusting our creator Mm -hmm. um, first? And then, how is that going to affect our body image, you think?
1: Yeah, and I really like the the relationship between um, a parent and their child, um, and also being able to see, like, okay, well, when we don't trust our bodies, we don't feel good. We really do feel like we're in conflict um, all the time. And, and the book, Health at Every Size, talks a lot about the science of that, too, of just the... The stress that is that you're holding on to when you don't feel like you're the right size or you don't feel like your body's doing the right thing for you, um, versus being able to trust your body, knowing that like your body wants is designed to give you life and to enjoy and experience life, and that's what a parent and does for their child is like, Oh, I'm going to clean you up. Um, so you feel good and you don't feel messy. I'm going to feed you. So you're, I'm not hungry. And all of these things are just like life, they're life giving. And so when we begin to trust our body, we can, we can see those like simple things that start to feel life giving, like, Oh, I feel so much better getting nine hours of sleep. Um, I maybe did not, I had to cut out something, but like I, when I got really tired, I listened and I responded. And so that's really what, what that is. is like listening and responding, um, to, and yeah, there are a few different verses too, is like, there, there's no fear in love. And so if we're fearing a lot of the times of like, I'm fearing going out to eat cause I don't know if I'm going to choose the right thing, if my body's going to, um, be bloated or, or, you know, I'm going to gain a bunch of weight or whatnot, but, but perfect love casts out fear. Fear has to do with punishment and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. So, you know, when we are working out to punish our body, um, then that's not body trust. That's not moving in love. That's not being loved. Um, in Proverbs three, verse five and six says trust, in the Lord with all your heart. So we t- we this whole episode is about body trust, but essentially the heart of it is to trust in the Lord because He is the Creator of our bodies. And like Aubrey said, we can't like this such a heavy burden to hold when we feel like solely responsible for. Um, taking care of ourselves and for living a certain amount of days or, or whatnot. But trusting the Lord with all of our heart, not leaning on our own understanding, and all of our ways to acknowledge Him, and He will make our paths straight. So so yeah, <laughs> being able to um, trust that He loves us, there's no fear in love, to be able to trust the Lord with all your heart, not leaning on our own understanding, which feels counterintuitive, Um But scripture interprets scripture. We also worship the Lord with our mind too, and so um, our mind is part of our body. (laughs) And so, when you know, when we think, um, and to be able, and really, body trust is being able to open up that side of ourselves to be able to trust. Like, oh, I trust my thoughts a lot of times, and I follow those, but but I don't trust my body. So what's wrong here? And so, um, so some of the steps to be able to start making that shift to. if you have, like Aubrey said, if you are coming out of an eating disorder, if you have experienced trauma in your body, um, it might feel really, um, you might not want to be in your body or to listen in um, because that feels, may feel dangerous. Um, so starting from a safe space where you feel comfortable and familiar, familiar which could be with a safe person um, if you don't trust yourself yet finding that um, maybe a trauma-informed professional or an eating disorder dietitian to walk with you um, so we have episode six from our podcast was with Stephanie Dr Stephanie Reinold and she talks about working from that safe space a little bit more in depth um, when it comes to emotional eating and then episode 20 has we have Tracy Brown and she talks about how trauma affects intuitive eating and how sometimes you know we have to really, Um, get those things resolved. Um, And then, okay, Aubrey, why don't you take us through, I know that we're um, trying to wrap up here as well, but a lot of these things too, we are just simply expounding on some of our resources that we've already created. So if you want to go deeper then you know, get our body blessings course with the journal. Um, And then Aubrey, what's another like practical takeaway that someone can do to kind of start start um, moving from if they feel like at war with their body to, to move into that place of trust and peace.
0: Yeah. And I think just to boil it down to the most basic thing is just become aware of your body sensations at a level that feels safe to you. Um, mm-hmm. again, if you need to do that with the professional, um, that is wonderful. Um, but it, that's just like, noticing, you don't have to judge what is happening in your body, but noticing what's happening, um, maybe writing it down in a journal, like our body blessings journal, um, even noticing like how certain emotions feel in your body or when you feel, um, anxiety in your body, like, is there being a little detective, <laughs> figuring out, you know, is there something else going on in my, how I'm caring for myself. Did I get a lot of sleep last night? <laughs> Did I, um, I, I almost always find some physical, uh, some physical trigger to some of my um, emotional emotional struggles. I mean, mm-hmm. I think they're always multifaceted, but I almost always find like, oh, I didn't sleep or I didn't eat really filling lunch with protein. You know, whatever it is for you it will be different. Um, so just becoming aware and um using maybe using some of those resources we have to do that um i also want to point out we haven't said but we have an entire episode called is body trust biblical so you're like mm-hmm. if you're like struggling like i don't even know if it's right to trust my body mm-hmm. uh, we have an entire episode that was actually the second episode we did for the show because we think it's such a important question to ask and to wrestle through and study the word through so definitely check that out if you're if that's coming up for you right now um and we would love to help you wrestle through these things. This is not a like, oh, we're going to leave this episode. We're going to trust our bodies. This is a, this is a, a journey for sure. And um, we know that being the new year, there are lots of programs that just want to be like a quick fix program. Um, we want your money. And in order to get your money, we need to give you drastic results mm-hmm. right within the short period of time, but don't really care how it affects your eternity or the rest of your life. And so that's why we created the Joyful Health course and the Body Blessings course, um, because we want to just plant seeds. We want to plant seeds and we want um, those seeds to be watered and to grow for a lifetime of leaning into the Lord for your health, for your eating, for your moving, for your body image. So definitely um, check those out. They'll be linked in the show notes. Or if there's just any other way that we can help you, if you're not ready to um, take the course right now, we have all kinds of great resources out there and all kinds of podcasts that we're going to list again in the in the show notes here. Um, or if you need again, um, if you need to find a team of eating disorder specialists um that including like a therapist, there's a wonderful uh resource on the Finding Balance website that's a um, a network of Christian eating disorder specialists, we would love to just point you to that. So again, see those notes below. We understand this is a a, a big process, but know that you're not alone and there is support for it. Mm. Um, and I think the biggest support that we want to give right now is just to pray for you wherever you are. Um, so Casey is going to Pray for us at the end of this episode. But again, if you guys want specific prayer, email us support at joyfulhealth.co and we would love to um, pray for you, us and our
1: team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let's pray. Um, Jesus, I thank you that you yourself are our peace. God, that you have chosen our bodies to be the space where you can meet with us, which is really beyond our comprehension, um, but that your ways are higher and your compassion is greater than we can imagine. Um, and so in the times where we are just mm, just really pushing ourselves um, in ways that are not kind and are cruel even, and that we just feel like slaves, um, God, that you would just that we would be able to come to you in those moments and that you would free us with your grace. You would remind us that we are not under a yoke of slavery anymore. We are under grace. Um, and we walk by the spirit of life and peace and love and joy and all of the fruits of the spirit that come with um, being with you. So God, we thank you for, for being with us in the space of our body. Um, help us to walk with you. Um, to be able to learn how to enjoy our bodies um, as gifts and as um, just be able to experience life on this world and this this great creation that you have given to us um, to love you and to spread this love and joy to others as well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right,
0: guys. Until
1: next time, may you rest in God's grace and follow His joy. Bye. Hi. Hey, thanks so much for listening. A very special thank you to all our podcast guests, along with Dwayne Golbeck for podcast editing and Maddox Schuler for writing and recording our podcast music.